You're listening to Metrics and Chill, where you'll learn how to improve key metrics that grow your business from companies that have done it before. In this episode, I'm chatting with Brad Hoos, CEO at the Outloud Group, an influencer marketing agency, to learn how they increase their inbound leads by 50%. You'll learn why they decided to invest in marketing and growth when they did, the multi-channel approach they took to driving leads, and how they used original research and thought leadership articles to build domain authority. Brad, thank you so much for joining us on Metrics and Chill. Like I said before I hit the record button, it's an honor to have you on. Super excited to chat with you today. Thanks, Jeremiah. I appreciate the opportunity and and I can't wait to dig into this here. So I think a good place to start uh, is for anyone who's not familiar, can you give like the elevator pitch of what the OutLoud group does? Obviously, you're an influencer marketing agency, but maybe like what's a bit more context behind that? When, when, what do you do and when would brands be a good fit to come work with you? Sure. Yeah. As you mentioned, we're a full service influencer marketing agency. And so we really work with brands that are ready to step on the gas and and scale. And so people will regularly ask us, hey, when should we engage an influencer agency? And so there's kind of two two ways that I would answer that. One is when you're ready to stop just selling product and and, and instead you're ready to start building a brand for for the long term. And, And secondly, it's when you've maxed out all your standard acquisition channels, like your paid social and your paid search, and you've sort of plateaued and you're ready to, to take your brand to the next level, that's where an influencer agency like the Outloud Group can, can really be beneficial for brands. Okay, awesome. Um, and as far as, I mean, you've, you've all worked with some, some really impressive companies. I was looking uh, I was looking on your website and it looks like you've done work. Like, is there a typical size? Like you've, you've done work with like uh, Wix, Simply Safe, Grubhub, like, you know, some names everyone knows. Is there like a certain size you focus on or state like, you know, funding round or anything like that? Or is it really more like what you just laid out, like qualitative, like the investment is there and kind of the intention is there? Yeah, most of the brands we tend to work with are, are brands that have been around for, for a little while, have gotten a little bit of traction, certainly some some product market fit, and they're really ready to sort of surge forward in, in their growth. And so, you know, sometimes that, you know, correlates well with like a, you know, a series B or a series C, but we've, we've also, you know, certainly worked with, with brands that are brand new as well. It just really depends on what the objectives are of, of the brand and frankly, the competitive environment as, as well. Right. So if you think about, you know, the, the DraftKings FanDuel land grab as the, as the laws have, have changed or, you know, back, back during uh, the, the era where Viagra had recently gone off plat, uh, off off patent. And so you had all these new players coming into the, you know, the, the men's health world as, as well. The timing can be an important factor in, in sort of when you'd want to, to partner with someone, someone like us. But generally speaking, we, we tend to, you know, operate with, with brands who've generally figured out their, their core market and are looking for new way, new meaningful ways to be able to, to scale the business. Awesome. Okay. Um, so we're going to be talking today, obviously, about monthly generated leads, um, specifically, I think, around some of the ways that you do that through your website and through any other ways that you try and kind of move the needle on driving more leads for your agency. Um, but before we get there, what other metrics are sort of, you know, prime, like what other primary KPIs or like metrics are you tracking as an agency? Well, let, let me maybe you know, t- take a, the opposite side of that coin, which which might be interesting here for for some of the some of the audience is that we very intentionally 
avoid having financial targets or employee headcount targets or new brand targets in in general as as an organization because we feel like it can it can incentivize the the wrong behavior and so mm. we we don't lead with saying like hey we need to hit xyz dollar amount this year or, or or next year we always lead with culture right you know we're we're big believers that you know numbers don't <clears throat> don't lead numbers follow and so we've we've got to do we've got to do things the the right the right way in order to be able to to be successful but but you know that that said there's certainly things that we need to do and we need to get right to, to make sure we're continuing to grow and continue to provide you know meaningful opportunity for for our for our internal team and and we're continuing to expand our, our services and continue to be relevant for for our clients in what's certainly an, an ever-changing landscape in the, in the influencer world and we could talk about plenty uh, of, of examples there so for for us when we're talking about you know leads and, and how we do things i think it's probably worth noting like we don't have a business development team we don't have anyone who's going out po- pounding the the pavement we've done everything through word of word of mouth and, and inbound leads and it was really only oh probably a year you know, may, maybe a little over that where we we finally decided like hey we need to be more serious about our, our marketing and and as part of that we've been trying to figure out well what's the, what's the right thing to be able to to measure. And so for, for us, sort of our, you know, not what we can do, but the end result number that we decided to start to look at was ultimately, hey, how many leads are we getting that that are reasonable leads in through in through our website? And so that's kind of what we've been tracking from a sales or business development or marketing per- perspective. Certainly on the other side of the coin, we have a lot of metrics that we're looking at to make sure we're delivering for for our brand partners in terms of campaign performance, just like any marketing agency would. Sure. But in terms of us building our business, we're you know that that's really a, a key metric for us is understanding how many leads are, are coming in for us through through our website. And um, you mentioned I saw here that. Um, so you look at there's annual metrics or objectives that you said you said specifically around relationships and culture. Is this like a is this like a team NPS score or something like that to measure culture? Or how are you thinking about that and making sure you're saying like you you kind of like the numbers follow with the model that, you know that you choose? So what are the kind of things that you're making sure you're getting the the cart before the horse there? Yeah, it's it's funny. So I I come from a, a background in, in management consulting and. One of the one of the things that was discussed that really stuck with me. It's just sort of a fun anecdote. Was we were trying to judge how strong a relationship was be- between you know b- between agency and, and client, and like hey, what what constitutes a good relationship? And basically, w- w- one guy was like, I'll tell you what a good relationship is. I have a client who just found out his wife is cheating on him and she's leaving, and the first call was 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 to was to the consultant like that's a good relationship and it's oh, like wow. okay well that's that's a pretty compelling piece and so that that's sort of something that's always stuck with me is you know how do you measure the depth of a relationship i, I don't think that's going to ultimately show up on a spreadsheet i i really just don't know how you can do that but what you can do and what we've tried to you know track and understand is what sort of touch points have we had with with our brand partners from a personal perspective and then of course from a business perspective and especially in 2022 when you know people still aren't traveling as much but I think we as humans need that you know social in-person interaction more than we ever have so how often are we getting a chance to to break bread 
with these with these individuals, you know, regardless of where they live and, and where you live. So how are we making sure that we're prioritizing these these in person interactions? And then how are we finding ways to to connect and interact outside of the core of, of what our work is? I mean, th- those are those are super important pieces that we, we are trying to track and say, OK, hey, for for different partners, how often are we actually getting together? In, in person. And if it's, a, if it's a new relationship, it's what are we doing to try to develop those relationships outside of the, the boundaries of our work? Like we know we, we, you know, we know we have to, you know, deliver and really over deliver with respect to, to our work. Like that's, that's a non-negotiable, but what, what else are we doing as, as well from a relationship perspective? And so, you know, when, when it comes to setting our, our annual objectives and thinking about it, you know, we know that, you're never going to be able to perfectly measure relationships. So like getting in person is not, you know, a one-to-one correlation with strong relationships. Wouldn't ever say it was, but we're big believers for some of the soft skills of don't let perfect be, be the enemy of good. And, mm-hmm. and so we, we also, you know, try to make sure we're you know, sending quarterly notes of gratitude out as well to different people who have done good things with us, you know, with a, a handwritten note, like what are the hand-to-hand combat things that don't scale but then can really be meaningful today today so those are some of the metrics that we continue to track which are some of the things that we can control and i believe to be strong indicators of, of a strong relationship yeah that's really helpful um so then transitioning to you said about a year ago or so um you started focusing on like it sounds like referrals like doing great work um, having a brand and a reputation in this space, you've been at it a while, like these were driving the primary things. And then about a year ago, you decided to focus, uh, to, to dive deeper into investing in marketing and landed around this, you know, metric of like, uh, reasonable leads or like, I'm guessing like high qualified leads coming in inbound leads, namely through the website was what was sort of like the driver there? Like, what was it that transitioned you? Like why a year ago, what was going on at the time and what kind of made you say, okay, you know, this is something that we need to focus on now. Sure. Sure. Well, Jeremiah, you'll, you'll appreciate this. So that, that was about the time where we brought in a, a wise B2B marketer on, onto our, onto our team. And you know, we, we realized, hey, listen, we've, we've been growing you know, qu- quite a bit year over year without doing things, you know, without a business development person, without at the time a, a marketing person. And we thought, hey, listen, I think we've, we've gotten our organization to a point where we can structurally handle more, more growth. And we, we have the systems, we have the processes, we have the, the org in, in, in place to be able to continue to, to grow the, the business. And it felt like it was the right time to, you know, invest in continued growth. And so we, we, we brought on David Hose, fun, fun story. My last name is Hoose, his is Hose. They're both spelled H O O S <laughs> and we are not related. Um, which is, which is brought up like lots of funny stories to, to have two people with the same unusual last name in, in a team of about 70. Um, so, you know, just you know, new folks don't necessarily know that we're, we're not related, but anyhow, you know, D- David's been a real champion for a-, a lot of the things that we've needed to roll out to successfully achieve our, our objective of having more strong, qualified leads, you know, c- come into the out loud group. And we kind of don't care how they how they come in. We just want to make sure that they they come in. And, and he's been really helpful um, uh, in terms of making that. So the, really, the impetus was having our shit together to yeah. be able to to take the additional growth. Sure. And, and then having someone that is, is smart enough and dedicated to it 
to to figure out how to structurally you know make make that happen and so that's really been the, the tipping point for us and certainly happy to get into some of the specifics of, of what we've done yeah no that's amazing and i think that's a stage where a lot of agencies like that's a growth inflection point that a lot of agencies hit right is like uh in some ways i mean i've worked at an agency like word of mouth is is sort of like one of those luxuries that if you're a good agency, like it kind of never stops being a top driver I've found for you. Like, and it's like, like in some ways, even as a marketer, you're like, oh man, I'm doing all these efforts to drive these inbound things. But like word of mouth is still like at the top of, of the attribution, which of course is just totally. a great testament to the work, you know, that, that the agency is doing and everything. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it makes a ton of sense. So, you know, like a year ago you're hitting, you, you've, you're able to actually take on the work, deliver at scale. And I think important, just as importantly as having someone dedicated to it. Like, uh, it, it's a different thing when you're trying to do that, you know, spread across the team and no one's really owning, driving the needle on that metric. Yeah, no, that that's, that's super important because, you know, as, as agencies, we can get scattered in 10 different directions pretty easily. And one of the, the one of the superpowers that exists is having complete focus on something if it's important and and being able to have someone focus on hey how can we optimize everything we do and you know it's not just our website um, that fits within our culture uh, that's going to allow us to, to drive more leads and sort of like okay here's that's the end goal don't care how we do that C- certainly we have you know strategic discussions and healthy back and forths but at the end of the day like hey that's that that's in in this case you know up to up to david our our, our marketing um guru to to figure out in terms of how, how to make things come come to life so yeah let's jump into that so what were some of the steps that you took when once this kind of get going you know i either like you and the executive team or david like what what were sort of the steps that you began to take or some of the experiments that you tried to grow this yeah for for sure i mean well, well, the first the first step, and I think this is you know a, a common step regardless of what the problem is you're trying to solve, is to to get transparency in terms of where things currently stand. Like what's what's the as is process, and what's the as is set, set of results. And so we, we we dug into into that. I mean, we we'd always sort of had them through through our form sub- submission, but we hadn't you know done anything with them or analyzed it. So we looked at where where things were. We looked at where we were with respect to search results for, for key terms and, and how we were, were trending and, and where things where things were. Um, we, we'd had the luxury of we had actually made a, uh, you know, a series of updates to, to our website in advance of this um, where we, we looked at you know, what are some of the key terms and how can we optimize our, our website for those. Um, with some of the the tags and some of the the headers that that we that we had, and so we'd made some some foundational you know uh, updates prior to that. And so hey, where 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 were things? What had sort of stagnated, or what was trending in the right direction? What was trending in the in the wrong direction? And, and then ultimately, you know you know how how can we increase our, our our ranking you know on on online for for different terms? And one of the things that we realized pretty quickly was that. You know, domain authority was something that was really, really important for for us, and and we hadn't done a good a good job of uh, at, at all. I mean, there was agencies that were, you know, considerably smaller than us, and you know, hey, I, of course I'm I'm biased, but some that didn't, you know, do do nearly as good of a work as we did that were were much much higher with respect to domain authority, and so we needed to first kind of un- understand the the where, where things stood and and where we wanted to you know ch- chip away at things. And then from there we got into the specific 
actions in terms of figuring out you know what what the right strategy was you know go, going forward um so was seo like one of these big things so like when you you when you kind of took a you know a uh, uh, look at the starting point you were or, or the you know where you were starting from um it sounds like was seo kind of a natural first step that david took or your team took to like to doing this or was it kind of like a multi-tiered like was seo the main driver um, for you know to grow these inbound leads or did you look at like different approaches as well yeah so for for sure we we'd done some work before um, to, to make sure SEO was like had gone from totally ignored to at least on a, on a baseline right so that that was we'd, we'd made a the big step of saying like okay hey we're not a we're not a train wreck with our SEO optimization so we, we'd done we'd done that step in, in advance so we, we had that at the starting point um, and then and then from there we were really saying okay listen like what are what is it that we want to try to be able to, to move the needle with within within the boundaries of, of our culture and so we were actually very fortunate in that we had had a lot of like thought leadership obviously a term that gets tossed around pr pretty loosely now but we'd invested quite a bit of dollars in different studies to understand you know attribution of the of the in the influencer world um, in terms of understanding, hey, what do you measure versus what's actually happening? We did a bunch of clickstream data studies where we had you know, and have you know a ton of really fantastic data that was you know pr pretty cutting edge. We'd done different pricing studies. Um, we we, uh, we we've done a lot of work around black creators and their representation in the influencer space. And so we had a lot of these good you know really good thought leadership pieces. And we hadn't really thought consciously about ways to, to get those out in a sort of a consistent, holistic way. And so the, the things that we did more specifically were, hey, we, we are really working to figure out different ways that we can earn more, more backlinks from sharing this, this expertise. And, and so certainly when you get backlinks, that's going to help your, your domain authority. And that's in turn going to help your, your SEO score when, when it, I shouldn't say score, your SEO rankings when it comes to people searching for, for relevant terms. And so we started saying, hey, what are the things that we can, we can continue to, to do? And so we started to, to publish in, in more different publications and be involved in more, in more conferences. Um, and, and we started to be more involved from you know a PR perspective, and you know investing more time to be able to you know contribute and share some of this thought leadership on on podcasts um, to be able to to have one the word get out in a way that does fit with our audience like that that had to be the case, and then given given that the opportunity to earn more backlinks from from credible folks is something that that helped us sort of mechanically in terms of our, uh, our, our domain authority and in turn hel helped our SEO. And so those, those were huge fits. And one of the things that I, th I found really interesting is that for conferences, these, these are like candy. So candy in that you're gonna get a lot of visits in a near, in near term and it really helps your domain authority in sort of the month before and, and after the, the conference. But these aren't sustainable building blocks you don't build a healthy diet based on eating candy but you know in a in a pinch there's no reason to to not you know eat eat, eat a bit of candy but um what, what really helps is these more long-term respected you know pieces of of press and, and you know entities out there who who you can 
who you can partner with and, and share your thought leadership with so you're, you're helping them and, and ultimately helping helping your organization as well. And, and that's that's really where we've seen the, you know, the, the most success. Um, you know, you don't get to see it one to one, but over a period of a year, we, we've gotten a chance to really understand that that those are the types of things that are moving the needle for us. Yeah. So this is amazing. So the um, so it sounds like before you you had like a base level of um, you had kind of said you'd gone kind of gone from nothing like no thought to SEO or not no thought but like no real effort to like no, base that's level. true okay <laughs> I I mean I, I don't mean that in a bad way but just like if it's not a channel you need it's not a channel you need you know what I mean like I yeah like if the agency's getting getting inbound other ways or referrals so um so you you kind of did this base level of SEO but then you kind of realized okay we've we've like it sounds like maybe a lot of it was on site, like optimization. So you're doing a lot of the things right on site, but then kind of realize like, okay, we're still getting outranked by some of these smaller agencies, by by different competitors. And so how do we build links to drive domain authority? And um, the, the thought leadership pieces, were these things that were like in existence on your blog um, or you were sharing on Medium or something like beforehand, but they just weren't getting traffic because they weren't optimized or like where before you really did a deep dive in building links and domain authority, where did these initial thought lead? It sounds like this is really impressive original research. So what was the onus behind creating that, if not SEO, and where was that living? Yeah, so I mean, most of the, most of what we'd done wasn't, it was a mixed bag. Some of what we'd done was living on our on our website in, in like some hidden blog, right? Um, and, and some of it um, was, I know this is you know antiquating us with our, our approach a bit, but some of it was behind like a, a a email wall, right? So not a paywall, but you have to in order to download the report, you have to enter in in, in your email address. Sure. And and a lot of it we had, had created this really to be able to share with our brand partners, and you know send send them the the white paper, and it, it wasn't it wasn't uh, you know even really on our, on our website or, or publicly available. Because we had this mindset for, for a while, which I think a lot of folks do, which is that, hey, th- these, are, these are competitive advantages in, in the marketplace. And I'm not super excited to share this because we know something that the person next to us doesn't. And, and I, think, I think there's some good thinking in that. And, and certainly I think you wanna be careful about you know, opening everything up to, to the public. But at the same time, I mean, we we had to come to grips with no, like we are the thought leaders in 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 terms of influencer marketing, and one of our objectives is to unapologetically recognize that we are the thought leaders and start to view ourselves as such. And so there was a mental switch that was powerful as part of this, which was no, we need to become comfortable with putting this information out there. It's going to help people to continue to understand that the out loud group is the leader in influencer marketing and we can we can trust them and we can go to them and wow if they're doing this thought leadership pieces you know so so well and it's interesting and helpful to me then i'm sure they're going to be helpful in in terms of like how how they run run their business and and we'd always said like hey you know our best business development we could ever do is delivering for our clients and don't worry about the pomp and circumstance, right? It was easy for us to sort of dismiss this as Midwesterners and do the business, do the business, don't worry about the, the rest don't of the stuff. Don't self-promote, yeah. But but at the end of the day, there's no reason you can't do you can't do both. And so we've we've come around mentally to saying, hey, 
no, this this information should be out there, and and we've continued to share more more information, you know, o- over time, and, and that's something that you know has been well received by by folks in in the marketplace for for sure. So more more than anything, I think it was a mindset shift for us of being willing to share more information out there in the market. Yeah, I mean, it's so helpful to hear, I think for a lot of agency owners as well. Like like you said, like there's a valid line of thinking that's like, it, but it is but it is just that shift of um, showing, you're showing this proof of your, of your thought leadership, of your expertise with this original data, like post them kind of signing the contract or expressing interest in the contract versus letting it out there for everyone to see. And then those that are attracted to that thought leadership will come in. Um, I think... Ironically, you probably saw a good deal of uh, growth through SEO because you started with quality in mind, where like a lot of agencies maybe that want to start with an SEO approach sometimes don't like this is something our director of marketing, John Benini, talks a lot about is like starting with quality. Uh, be, and it sounds like you had these amaz- amazing insights, really unique, like most people do these things that are like, if you go look at the front page for any given query, they're all going to say the same things. They're just doing it at like different lengths or whatever. And like, you know, um, but you creating this like original research and sharing these original thoughts and experience from your clients and all these things, probably you made like you were, you were, uh, making some of the best SEO content you could. And I would imagine, uh, it was really impactful once you kind of put it out there for, you know, for search engines to crawl and kind of invested in, in driving search to it. No, you're you're spot on, right? I mean, I think that like content rules, and like it's got to be really good quality content before you put put something out there. Um, but but you know, we we've also you know come to learn that you know, quality content doesn't have to be a research study. It doesn't have to be you know taking all the time, energy, and effort to comb through all of our, our data and anonymize it and, and aggregate it to to share it. There, there's times where it can be something that's that's fun and simple, right? So for for us, just like sharing some of the top you know YouTubers who also have podcasts as an example, right? And hey, people are people are really interested in that, and 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 it's hard because honestly, the people who are interested in that are are, are likely to either not be our target customer or to be to be competitors, but the reality is it's still actually really valuable from from a search perspective, and so. How can we add value in ways that might be easier and might help different audiences besides our core customer? Is something that we've we've become comfortable with doing as a supporting piece, but we're still always going to be working on content that really adds value to our brand partners in terms of what we're going to be publishing um, out, out into the ecosystem. And and I really should, when I say our, our brand partners, I, I really should say our brand partners and our creator partners, because uh, working in the influencer agency, like, hey, you can't have influencer marketing without without the influencers. And like those relationships are super important to us as, as well. Yeah. Um, now, when you when you started to to focus on this, so it sounds like initially you had these these uh, these original like white papers or research articles. You put them out, then you then you started to actively invest in creating more, right? And so you're saying some of it's like just interesting uh, information, not all of it's like heavily researched. So now you're putting out content publicly on the blog, mm-hmm. um, and you're working to build domain authority. You mentioned like um, through some of your partners, through press, through podcasts. Was there any 
were you kind of trying at all? Were they sort of all equal? Was there any that felt like it really moved the needle for you, especially like, oh, wow, we saw a big influx either of traffic through these links or um, you tried like a variety of different things. Was there one that you feel like was more sustainable over time or was more impactful? Yeah, I think we're, we're still trying to figure that out, to, to be totally honest, in, in terms of what's going to be most sustainable over, over time. But our, our current working hypothesis is ultimately, we, we love to be able to, to go out there on, on podcasts for, for a few reasons. So one is the people who are listening to this, there's, there's a good chance that they're, they're marketers them, themselves. And they're, they're gonna find value from this. So we're, we're adding value as a first step relationship, that's great. We're adding value to our target market, that, that's fantastic. And then we're, we're getting, you know, we're getting search juice from, from trusted you know, sources and sites. And given that you know, something like this is a B2B podcast, it, it's gonna have a, a long-term positive benefit where over time people are gonna continue to, to, to look at, to, to listen to it and to have that link exist. And so that's something that we found to be really valuable. Now, in order to, to be able to have those opportunities, you have to have something to say. You have to have you know, a, a perspective. And so you need to continue to invest in doing all these other things that we talked about in terms of like just doing good work and having you know, brands that are willing to, to advocate for you and, and communicate that. And you need to put out the, the thought leadership so people can see and see and understand the, the work you do to, to be an, an interesting and, and appealing guest. But I think that's something that you know we're, we're really excited about, and we're we're also you know looking to continue to get published through different sources. Um, and and I kind of hate the the B two B marketing world from the perspective of so much of it is is pay to play now. Um, and, and you know when when I read any publication or the top 10 list or the top 20 list. I, I almost just don't put a ton of credibility into those now. But you know, so there, there is a certain element of there's, there are things that we, we have chosen to invest in. So for instance, we're part of this Forbes Agency Council. And, and so you do, you do have to be selected and go through a process. But at the end of the day, it's a pay-to-play sort, sort of setup. So we, we feel like we've, we've maximized that. And so we say, okay, well, we have some of the domain authority that exists and will continue to be out there. But what are the other platforms we can publish on and be, be included in as well? So we, we, we're looking to continue to diversify where we have a presence. And I don't know if this is right or wrong, Jeremiah, but what we've decided to do is to try to, you know, kind of smear the, the peanut butter across the, the piece of the, the, the bread when it comes to our, our approach in terms of, you know, press and, and publications where, where we're involved with. So that, that's, that's kind of where we've been, you know, to date. And I think we've seen, you know, a slow and steady improvement and, and, and that's been that's been effective for, for us. And frankly, I think it suits our, our way of thinking anyhow. Um, we're, we're not going to try to, you know, win people over with the, the sexiest presentation on an, any given day. But we're going to, you know, win business reliably by doing what we say we'll do when we say we'll do it. So this, you know, slow, steady march over time has been something that, you know, just philosophically resonates with us. And, and I, I think that's the, the right way to have sustained growth when it comes to your presence online as well. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Um, you know, and, and you're right, like with the, with, you know, the, the podcast is a, is a great one because, um, when you guest on it's, it's like, it's easier to like you, even though you're taking all this time to do this and share all this value, you've got it in your head. And so like, you probably don't need like a ton of prep 
the same as if you sat down to write one of these like ori original like articles or research pieces. So you're able to go on all these interviews and then, yeah, like, you know, we, we link to every guest, you know, in our show notes or whatever and, and, um, and have a high domain authority. So, um, so I love that as an idea. Um, yeah, all, all this is super helpful. I'm curious along with the website stuff. So a lot of this has been around driving organic traffic. Um, I have a couple questions here. One is, did you think about like anything David did or you all did to like to the site itself to try and improve conversion? So now that you're driving mm -hmm. this, you're like, so the whole goal, right, is that like we're talking about is to drive inbound leads through the website. You're now scaling up your traffic by building backlinks through this variety of sources. You're writing, you're, you're publishing more content, um, more thoughtful quality content. Uh, you're doing things like podcast guesting, contributing to um, to original articles through some of these partners. Um, and then when people are hitting the site, was there anything that you found like move the needle to increase conversion there? I would say no. Um, and, and ultimately, we're, we're a services business, right? And so we're, we're more of a, of a high touch business. And so well, we, we I think our website was pretty good in terms of a singular clear call to action that was in multiple places, but not obnoxious, right? So if you're on the homepage, there's a clear call to action. If you're on the footer, there's a clear call to action. If you're on the for brands or the insights page, again, like there, there's a clear singular call to action. So I think we, we felt pretty confident and, and pretty good uh, about that. So no no main changes to, to the website. Um, I think one change that we haven't talked about that we did try to make, and this is something that, uh, again, is more of a philosophical shift than anything, um, is that we've tried to put us as individuals more front and center. And, and ultimately, you know, humans want to do business with humans, particularly when you're talking about a services business, right? Like, like, like we're in. It's a little different than if you have a B2B tech or software product. But even there, people still want to be able to communicate and do business with humans that they that they like. Sure. And, and so I think the the lines between like a, a, a brand and what's an influencer, what's a creator are, are becoming, you know, very, very blurred. And, and the more that a, a brand in our case, you know, for us as an influencer marketing agency, we, we can put ourselves out as, as individuals and be real and, and relatable, like the, the better results that are, that are gonna come to be associated with that. So we're not just saying, hey, we're the out loud group, come, come look at our services. It's, hey, I'm Brad or I'm Joel or I'm Catherine or I'm Nicole. And, and, and like get to know us. And by the way, like we're gonna share all our insights and we happen to work for the out loud group. And so rather than just leading with the company, but instead leading as individuals, that's something that we've we've done, you know, a, a bit of as as well. And, and most brands see that on your web page too. Like, hey, I, I, you know, the about page is a very popular page and you know, people like to see people and understand who they'd be working with. And so being able to highlight some of the individuals and, and to sort of be a be a thought leader or a influencer your, yourselves is one of the things that you know doesn't necessarily come natural to to some of us but i think that's an important part of continuing to to market here in 2022 yeah i, c I couldn't agree more i think you're seeing like i see 
more brands kind of at the front of the line on this like like on linkedin there's a lot of like among some of the thought leaders there or you know so so called like just just the more the people that are thinking more cutting edge are, are doing this i definitely agree there's like this and there's this resistance i think some businesses have of like well if we spend time investing in uh, building our people, like trust in our people rather than our brand or like putting the, the individual faces front and center and building their following, uh, what happens when they leave, right? And like, and, and it goes somewhere else. But to your point, while they're with you, they're, they're drive, it's driving a ton of value. Um, and, you know, there's going to be residual effects of, of that down the road. And, and at the end of the day, people do, I think, have more in, inherent trust uh, in like, a face they see on LinkedIn or Twitter or something and like a name and thoughts being shared from there, they're more likely to engage with that. Like brands, like when you see a logo on your, on your feed in Twitter or like LinkedIn, it's a lot harder to get engagement with that. There's yeah. not as much like inherent trust in it, I guess. Like you're like, Oh, what's this brand? What do they want from me? Like, even if it, even right. if they're really trying to give value, it's hard to convey that. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, people need to become comfortable being thought leaders and and putting themselves out there, I, I will say, and, and again, you know, maybe it's a Midwestern in me, but I also do have like a red flag or at least a yellow flag that goes up in my head when someone goes over the top with with that as well and like talking about themselves and and how how great they are. So I think for for most of us, that's not something you need to be concerned with because that gets into like the extremes. I think for most of us, it's needing to become more comfortable putting yourself out there as the expert and recognizing that you are indeed an expert in, in your, in your, you know, in your domain of expertise, I guess, to, to continue to use derivatives of the word expert. Um, but that's, that's just something that, um, you know, really does matter because ultimately people want to hear from, from individuals and that's more of a connection than, than from a brand, even when the brand is, is fantastic and doing great things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what what have been some of the results that you've seen from this as far as like you like so you've basically uh you know you started with this seo foundation you started publishing all this valuable content you put a lot of work into building uh domain authority building backlinks um and then putting the people of your org front and center and you're seeing i'm guessing a significant increase in search what what was some of the results that you've seen as like as far as inbound leads through the website Sure. Yeah, our, our ultimate metric, like we, we mentioned a little bit ago, is is those inbound leads, and and we've seen that increase by fifty percent, and and so wow. you know we're we're really happy with with where that that stands, and th these are you know very high quality or organizations. I mean, don't get me wrong, we we get <laughs> we get things across the across the the board, but sure. um, but no, we're we're really happy with with where we are in terms of. Our, our leads um, that that are you know continuing to, to come in through this and you know our, our domain authority is you know continuing to, to increase um, you know it goes up it goes down but it's it's continuing to you know go go up over time and, and to be honest with you it's not like it's fantastic now but that goes back to you know our slow and steady wins the the race ph philosophy here and so we're, we're we're happy with where we are relative to to where we've been but certainly not happy in terms of like we, we haven't we haven't achieved things yet you know it's what's most important is is what we do next and so that's certainly our philosophy and, and our outlook going forward that's awesome and that was something i was going to ask you you said they were you said they're like fairly high like they're they're high quality leads generally coming in sometimes i think uh 
like that can be something that happens is like the the quality of the lead gets diluted a little bit like it increases significantly but the quality dilutes because you really don't know like it i have found at least in my experience that like it could be a fortune five a person from a fortune 500 company and a like a mom and pop shop searching for like the same term and they both want to work with you but Mm -hmm. to me that's maybe indicative that you all are doing a really good job on your actual site of making it clear who you are for like who your who your icp is um so, you know, that that's really uh, awesome to hear. Yeah, and, and I think it all sort of comes, you know, come comes together too. So, you know, pe- people may hear us on a podcast, they may see us in some some lists that exist out there, um, and then they, they're gonna talk to their friends, like, hey, have you heard of any of these, I- any of these folks? And they might go at a conference and then see us, see us speaking. And so, you know, things, th- things don't happen in a vacuum, although as analytical thinkers, we all like to try to isolate different variables, but that's not the way humans work, right? Our our experience is is holistic. We see things on billboards, we see things on our, you know, our, our, our computers, we see things on our phones, we hear things through through audio. We have friends that tell us different things. And it's the collect like the the holistic view of all those things that really impacts us. And so we, we try to measure, 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 but ultimately like not try to measure in a way that's going to be counterproductive as well. And like, hey, what's what's the end goal? Where's the progress? Uh, as opposed to being too in the weeds for any specific yeah, metric along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. If, if you've got time, I've got one audience question that was submitted for you. Great. Um, so if, you, if you're willing to just hang around for an extra minute here, um, we got one who uh, came in from, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, forgive me if I'm not, Saeed on LinkedIn asked, can you talk a little bit about how content writing and storytelling played a role in increasing leads through the website? Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, yeah, like, like with the goal of increasing leads, how you how you know any of the content you wrote or, or storytelling that you did played a role? Yeah, no, that that's that's a great qu- question from Saeed, and I think what's what's really important is making sure that what you're sharing is able to connect with what the audience wants to wants to hear, and 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 I think we've we've done a pretty good job of like keep staying true to who we are with our voice and not trying to suddenly when we start to type. Our fingers become way more formal and uh, you know and uh, and and quote unquote professional. But trying to just keep our writing very very straightforward in terms of some of that storytelling. And it's like, wh- what does someone what does someone care about? And what what are the results that we can share? And I will say, you know, working as a, in a marketing agency you know, with a whole bunch of brands, it, it, there's so much great data that we have that isn't on our website and will never be on our website because you know of of, of, of NDAs and. Uh, wanting to make sure uh, you know we're we're keeping client data co- confidential, but I mean th- there there's such a there's it's so important to be able to tell like the the end goal in a like, that someone really cares about in a way that's that's compelling and digestible, and so that that's really a part of what we're doing. And in fact, we we're we're actually doing taking that to the next level now. Um, and by the time you're listening to this, hopefully it will be be on our website. But we're we're rolling out a series of case studies with you know brand partners to have that done you know on on video and and, and on audio and on our on our website in a way that's going to be even even more compelling. So I think we've we've started with that with sort of philosophically saying, hey, we need to make sure we're we're handling things in the in the right way. 
um, and, and again, in terms of understanding the audience, having it digestible, um, having what they really care about in there, but also we need to take that to the, to the next level. And, and that's what's next on our plate here. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Looking forward to checking it out. Brad, this has been really helpful, uh, really insightful. Thank you so much for coming on and, and being willing to share all this with us. Absolutely. No, I, I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, if anyone wants to, to learn more about us, by all means, feel, feel free to reach out um, to, to us directly and always happy to, to talk shop more. Awesome. Yeah, go check out outloudgroup.com or we'll link over to you, to you all from the show notes page as to another backlink in your repertoire. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate it, Jeremiah. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, check out our other episodes or subscribe to get new ones. If you want to support the show, we'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone. And if you want a tool to help you track and improve your business performance, try Databox free at databox.com.